You're listening to The Midday Grind with Martin Kilcoin and Charlie Marlowe on 590 The Fan and 590thefan.com. It really is a weird rule. Weird, weird rule? Weird world right now. Just got an email that you can purchase the Blues Signature Champagne. Mm. The Blues also have championship wine they're selling. Hey. And Schilt's saying people are calling him whiny. And here we are. The Cardinals, I'm telling you, this is the weirdest thing. It happened for a minute where the Rams were bigger than anybody in town. And we all said, oh, my God. This was right after McGuire. Everybody said there's no way anybody could be bigger than the Cardinals. And the Rams were for about a minute. And just right now, and the Cardinals get hot. Hey, they get hot. They could win this thing. Right, Doug? There's a shirt right there to sell. They get hot. They could win this thing. And they may. They may. I have no idea. And that's what Schultz said yesterday. And they might. He said, give us the opportunity to get hot and win and potentially win a championship. I think you have that opportunity and it, it's like the blues season. If we're going to keep doing that parallel when they were bad, people said they were bad. And then when they were okay, we'd say, Hey, they got a 30% chance. How many times do we say they're getting in the playoffs? Yeah. 40% chance. And then when they played really, really well and started winning big games, people were going crazy and throwing all kinds of accolades their way. And also entering last year, Doug Armstrong made a bunch of moves. Ryan O'Reilly at the forefront of that. And people were very high on the Blues, and that's why Doug Armstrong has said this a million times. He was more surprised by how the Blues played in October, November, December than them getting so hot and winning the Cup after you know the turn of the calendar. And here's the other part, though. The Blues had those guys that everybody was high on. They had a lot of guys with, with the stats on the back of the hockey card. And then they made a change with their head coach. They bring in Craig Bruby. They bring up Jordan Bennington, who nobody thought was going to be this amazing player, and he led them to the Stanley Cup. So if you're trying to make a comparison to the Cardinals, where's that boost going to come from? Okay, I, that's where I think the Cardinals should make a big move at the trade deadline. But I will say this also. Michael Gersh talked before the game yesterday, and I asked him offensively. I said, are there any, uh, is there data? Because, you know, they have all this data. I remember last year when Carpenter was struggling, but they said, look, we have data, hard hit rate, that he's really unlucky right now. Remember when they said that? And all of a sudden, Carpenter goes off and he hits whatever it is, 36 home runs. I asked him yesterday, I said, is there any data you guys have, whether it's hard hit rate, that you kind of see the offense, that it's not as bad as it looks, and maybe they'll come out of this? And, and Gersh was very honest. He basically said, what we have is the back of the baseball cards. These guys aren't 40 years old. Now, some of them are, whatever it is, 32, 33, but they're not so old that they should be on a decline like this. So he said what we look at is the fact that over the course of, of many seasons, when you look at a lot of these named commodities, whether it's Matt Carpenter, whether it's Paul Goldschmidt, Colton Wong, that eventually they should regress back to the mean. But it also didn't sound like there was anything that they saw that, man, they're hitting the ball really hard right at people. I mean, it's been pretty bad. And if you had Gersh and Mozeliak and DeWitt sitting in the room, they'd probably say, God, this team is kind of boring at times because they don't hit. When you don't hit and you don't pitch real well or a guy labors, like Flaherty laboring the other night, it slows it down. It is kind of boring. Does he have tremendous upside? Absolutely. But until they do it, yeah, it can be a little boring. And I think... Even in those offices there, they would probably say 
on the lie detector, they would say to Mike Schilt, well, I don't know, Mike, we're, we're just kind of treading water. It has, there's nothing real special right now about the squad. I'm glad we're stealing bases. We're playing better D. I kind of felt a little bit of resentment almost like he hasn't gotten credit for the things that he has cleaned up, that they do play a cleaner game. And he probably should get because we complained a lot, and they do play a cleaner game, the occasional Ozuna adventure notwithstanding. Maybe he felt he wasn't getting the credit for that. I don't know. It just seemed a little bit. The timing was weird. The tone was weird. And maybe that's where, look, there was a lot of criticism at the end of the Mike Matheny era about clean baseball. And so if that's been cleaned up, defensively, they're much better. And if you look at numbers and metrics, that's true. You know, the facets of the game the Cardinals are good at, or, or were up until recently, the bullpen was pretty darn good. I know they've lost six, but the bullpen was pretty darn good. The defense, pretty darn good. And as Mike Schilt said yesterday, base running, one of the best teams, if not the best base running team in all of baseball, and leading in stolen bases. So there's three positives right there. But let's not pretend like starting pitching and just overall offense that those things are not massively important because they're really bad at those things right now. And it's fair to critique that. And that's where, look, I think it's interesting that this came from Schilt because now I, I kind of see the focus of some criticism kind of shifting towards Schilt as we talk about this today in social media the last day or so. But I, I still think 100% that more people are much more critical and disappointed with the front office than Mike Schilt. And they don't feel like they've put the type of team out there the last couple of years to legitimately compete for a World Series. And that when they're close, they don't maybe trust this front office to make the move to get them over the top. It seems like a lot of people, and I think it's fair, look at the Cardinals and they always draw 3 million fans. You know, they're never bad. They're always whatever it is, 85, 87 wins. But at the end, fans want championships. They don't care if the team is profitable. It's it's great what the Cardinals are doing downtown with Ballpark Village and the condos. That's great. It's great for downtown. But there's also a baseball side of this. And when you talk to fans out there, they're ticked off at the fact that they don't feel like the Cardinals make the bold moves to get them over the top. Paul Goldschmidt was a great trade. But this offseason, didn't a lot of people say they needed two bats? Right? I mean... You needed to catch a Cubs team that had 95 wins. Cubs just added Craig Kimbrell. I get it. The Cardinals, they added Andrew Miller, Paul Goldschmidt. They need more than that to be a legit contender for the World Series. That's the expectations in St. Louis. What we really need is a pineapple palooza. And we're going to have it tomorrow at Schnooks. Did you know this? I didn't, but I'm so excited right Schnooks now. Schnooks on Arsenal, right near the hill. It's a pineapple palooza. Come on by and see what the fun is all about from 10 until 2 even though Hoff is out of town, I believe 590 Baseball will continue, Charlie, much to his chagrin. 590 Baseball at 1, press box starts at 10, midday grind at noon, live from the Schnooks on Arsenal right near the hill. That's tomorrow. It's a pineapple palooza, all sorts of deals on pineapples, and I believe they're going for a world record. And since we're at a Schnooks, why not check in with the boss? Dave Peacock's going to come by in the 11 o'clock hour. Cardinals check the standings, Charlie. They are two and a half back in the division. And one and a half back in the race for the second wild card. However, for the wild card, you got a log jam right now. If the season ended today, and it doesn't, the Brewers, Phillies, Rockies have an identical record at four games. So right now you're on the outside looking in. I 100% agree with Schilt that there's a long way to go. But the the vibe right now has been, meh, meh. I would like to go back in year two of La Russa with the White Sox 
and see if he was just kind of like milk toast and didn't argue with anybody. And then all of a sudden it just kind of turned and the job just kind of makes you negative. Now, my guess is he was probably arguing back then from day one, probably getting into it with writers from day one. But I'm just wondering if you, even if you're this super polite, nice person like Schilt, if the job eventually gets you to kind of not change your personality, but maybe bite back just a little bit more than you normally would have. If there's a point in your career where it shifts a little bit. Look, there have been times we've seen Mike Schilt get very feisty with umpires. We've seen when the camera's there. The man will swear when he's on the baseball field. I'm all for it. I mean, we've seen and heard now Craig Berube swear every sentence as he's led the Blues <laughs> to Stanley Cup. I'm all for that. But, yes, I think also, I mean, Mike Schilt, he shows the fire out there on the field. But then you cool off. And, again, he's very, very calm. He's very professional. He's very candid. And that's why, as we talk about this endlessly today, it's also kind of funny that this controversial rant he just said it in this nice tone of voice. He was never angry. He never swore, never even raised his voice one bit. But again, because he's so cool, calm, and collected, it was a little bit out of character for him to have a rant like that. Yeah, it wasn't a it wasn't a great rant where things were thrown or people were sworn at. It wasn't anything along those lines. I just think it's the first time we've seen him in that position. Sort of, I'm not going to say even feeling the pressure, but feeling the need to try to defend his squad, which I don't really think needs defending at this point because this is not New York, this is not Philly, the team's not getting blistered by any means. And the fact that the Blues analogy thing made it more interesting to me, too. On the Blues day, Like I guess that didn't set him off, quote-unquote, because, as you said, you feel he was ready to make a couple of comments no matter what. It was just the Blues question sort of, I guess, led it in that direction. I, I would say, yeah, I'd love to have Berube go in there. Why not? Let's have a little fun. Come on, guys. And the other thing is, you know, you mentioned earlier kind of little brother. It doesn't have to be like that, and I don't think it is really. I mean, both our teams and, and MLS down the road, they can all be great. And it doesn't have to be one team is better than the other, and this is the team winning championships, and that one's a little brother. We all get it. Nobody's ever going to overtake the St. Louis Cardinals in St. Louis, an institution a hundred plus years, right? But look, the Blues won the Cup. The Cardinals can win World Series. It's all good. It doesn't always have to be a competition, little brother like that. But it it does kind of feel like that right now with the Blues coming off this big high and the Cardinals not playing great baseball and then a lot of discussion of, of that in the media. I'll say this. I just checked fan graphs, and the Cardinals have a 28.5% chance to make the playoffs. That seems low to me, to be honest. 11.5% chance to to win the division. And again, this is a probability. I still feel like it's more of a toss-up. So, you know, 29%. But that's where they're at. And I think that's where fans legitimately have a right to be mad. If you're, whether it's 29% chance to make the playoffs, even if it's a 50-50 coin flip, fans are saying, come on, man, it's year four of this. Let's Let's make a change. And you know what? If you're still in that spot at the trade deadline, do something big, whether it's Mad Bum or somebody else, to add to the rotation. If the Cardinals even do that and they don't make the playoffs, at least you tried, right? Like, we get it. There are injuries. Jordan Hicks is out. Maybe Alex Reyes doesn't pitch in the bigs the rest of the season. I don't know. But try something. You need to be bold this year, and your fan base deserves that. And I would love to hear two things I would like on the lie detector. First question for Yadier Molina. Would you rather be on the Blues or the Cardinals right now? <laughs> <laughs> Give me your answer. And then Whitey Herzog, 
You watch these games every night. You and Mary Lou, you've been watching them for years. <sighs> Does it remind you of Whitey Ball? Well, you know I'm gonna, what? I'm going to guess that Yachty'd rather be on the Blues. <laughs> I'm going to guess Whitey's going to say, it doesn't look a damn thing like Whitey Ball. And look, and that's where sometimes we can't take everything that's been said literally because when when Mike Schilt talked about Whitey Ball, he even joked, hey, I saw Ozzy the other day. Maybe we need to bring out Ozzy to do a flip, right? He kind of joked about that in the He's sense He's saying of, you folks love your Whitey Ball. But it was also in the context of boring. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, we'll have Ozzy do a flip, and then it won't be as boring. And I would was, agree. That would make it less boring. <laughs> I agree. But he was kidding with that. And that's where, look, Whitey Ball, they won championships, three World Series appearances, but it was also just the running Redbirds and stealing 80 bases and great defense, and that was fantastic. And look. By the metrics, the Cardinals do play clean baseball, and they it's kind of surprising, right, that they lead the league in stolen bases. I think when you hear that, it kind of surprises you. I've nearly noticed, like, Wong's percentage. Ozuna's got a lot of stolen yeah. bases for a, for a power hitter. No, all I'm th- saying is nobody would watch this team and be like, Whitey Ball. Correct. That's all I'm saying. I, and, I, and I, correct. And I, being facetious, because I would love to get Whitey's take, because he'd probably have a really candid <laughs> reply. I look a damn thing like Whitey Ball. Oh, it doesn't matter if you go out and win games, but if I were going to bet you, and I did pay, there's 10 bucks. That's because Alberta only hit one homer. Did we really make that bet? Remember, I said he would hit two, which was kind of a bad bet. I thought he me. was going to hit one. You knew Albert was going to have I know, one I thought, great a, moment. He said to somebody, uh, oh, somebody that used to work with the Cardinals, it's not Tony or Walt. Called but, Albert boring? No, talked to Albert, and he said, I almost got that one, meaning the walk of first pitch. So you know, which I said, it cut into the ovation for sure, but I guess he had an idea of what he was looking for, and he said, I almost got it. I have to go back and look at it. It was a fly ball, obviously, but that also tells you he was damn set on trying to go deep his first at bat of that series. That's my second one I didn't get, but I am now paying you If back. you remember, he did hit a, a pretty good uh, deep fly ball to left center in that first at bat, so he probably did by a fraction of an inch, just miss hitting that ball out. Uh, but if I had to wager, let's say it's a you you have a hundred dollars in your pocket right now, and you've got to be right or wrong. If I told you the Cardinals will either go five and four, or four and five, on this upcoming road trip, I think there's a day off in there. Is it three three three? You've got San Diego, Seattle, San Francisco. If I told you, you have to be right or wrong. You keep that hundred dollars. They're going to go either four and five or five and four. Would you say I agree? I'm going to say no. Okay. Now look, the starting pitching numbers. Charlie owes me a hundred dollars. Yes, okay. are are stark for some of these guys. Home versus road. It's actually crazy. So that would lead me to believe that, and, and because their numbers are much better at home. I mean, even last night you lose that game, but Adam Wainwright pitches really, really well. lost in the shuffle there. Right. I mean, he pitched really, really well. So. That would lead you to believe that, okay, on the road, maybe some of these guys will, will not pitch well. I just feel like this is the time the Cardinals right the ship a little bit, right? You have winnable games. You're playing, okay, Padres, they're okay. You're playing the Mariners, not too great. And uh, the third team, of course. San Francisco. San Francisco, not a great team. So it would not surprise me, actually, with a little controversy as they leave St. Louis and they, they lose their last three at Bush Stadium. It would not surprise me if they went, let's say, like six and three or seven and two. Ooh. Look at that. That's positivity. Yeah. Coming from clip, the negative media. Clip and save. Shilty, this is the guy who was hammering you yesterday. Now he's saying you're gonna go seven and two or six and three. Would that way, shock you? Seattle ten games under, although they've won the last two against Milwaukee. 
The Padres are currently a 500 team, and then the Giants, I don't know what's happened to that franchise. I'm not sure they know what they're going to do. The commish, Rick Hummel, did say a piece he would like here would be Madison Bumgarner. That would be interesting. And he just shoved the other day. He's starting to be the mad bum that we've seen in years past that's dominated a postseason, and that's all that I'm saying. Look, apparently the Yankees are very interested in mad bum. Everybody that's a contender will be interested in mad bum. This is the year Go the get Cardinals him. need to do something like that because, all due respect, the guys who are supposed to lead your rotation, Michaelis and Flaherty, they've been very average. You need a top-of-the-rotation guy. Mad Bum is one of those guys, and that's what I'm saying. They need to make a move like that this year. If you have issues with the IRS, you've got to call Mark Milton or simply go stltaxlawyer.com. stltaxlawyer.com, a former Department of Justice attorney there. He knows how it works. He can help you. If you've got issues with the IRS, it's stltaxlawyer.com or contact Mark Milton directly. Located right here in Kirkwood, not far from the 590 studios. And again, the doors open at 1 at Fast Eddie's. You've been working hard, right? Fourth of July is a week away. Shut her down. Head up to Fast Eddie's. Make it a long lunch or an early happy hour. Bring two friends. Bring 20. They've got room. Giant parking lot across the street. Over the weekend, if it's a bachelorette party, bachelor party, birthday party, they can accommodate. Roll on in with the bus. They're always ready. They give out about 100 birthday T-shirts a week. People know when they're ready to have a big get-together and a fun time, Fast Eddie's is the place to go. Alton, Illinois, 4th and Broadway, seven days a week. They're open on the weekend, Friday through Sunday. Those doors open at 11. Coldest beer anywhere. Stop on by. Ask for Fast Eddie himself. He'll talk a little baseball with you. Real quick, text line 636. You guys need to go to the text line more. You are doing too much talking and people lose interest. They're calling us boring now. Well, I know a man line. walked up to me the other day and said, your show's boring. But look, here's Not the, enough text messages. Here's a realistic, but also there's some positive here. Splashback in talking about the Cardinals says, this fan is saying, come on, man. You swept the Dodgers earlier this year. Where the hell did that go? Figure it out. Meaning, you are better than the team you're putting out there. And that's a positive, saying this team can do big things. And I think that would be a common critique out there, is raise the bar within. Say, hey, we're better than this. We're better than this. I know we're doing a few things right, but by God, these guys better get their asses in gear because we're better than this. Let's go get them. Right? Yeah. Instead of Chuck being the hatchet man. Who knew? What do you think of the Blues, Coach? Whoa. 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 Chuck, you're going to have your media pass revoked. All right, we will see you tomorrow for Pineapple Palooza coming to you from the Schnooks on Arsenal. The Hardline is next. Congratulations.